Welcome back, No Problem Parents, to episode 101, where we're going to talk all things the autism spectrum today. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to remind you that we do have $100 off coupon for the month of November on our Becoming a No Problem Parent online course. Now, yes, it's an online course. Courses aren't always for everyone, but you guys, this course is set up in audio and video. You can listen to it like a podcast on your way to work. The information is broken up into two minute to 10 minute segments, so it's easily digestible. You're gonna get a workbook that you can download that's print friendly, so you can kind of follow along with the course, make some notes. You also get a 30 minute coaching session with me, and so you can pick my brain about uh, any behavior that you're kind of struggling with right now. Um, Go into the show notes, click on the link, enter the coupon code nine years and get $100 off that program, which this is really the last time we're discounting the program for this year. And next year we have some new specials and some new things coming up, but that means the prices are also going up as well. So get into the program right now. This is the best deal it's ever going to be. Kick your parenting fears, doubts, and uncertainty to the curb. Get clear on why our kiddos behaving the way they are so that you can enjoy your kiddos a little bit more, decrease the stress in your home, and really feel like the rock star parent that your kids crave you to be. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the No Problem Parenting Podcast. Turn behavior problems into no problem with Jackie Finneman. Are you ready to become the confident leader your kids crave you to be? Do you want to learn how to make parenting easier and more fulfilling? Whether you are at your wit's end or you want to have more fun as a parent, you're definitely in the right place. Now here's your host, Jackie Finneman. Welcome back, No Problem Parents. I have a very special and fun guest with me today, Miss Diane Rambo. Diane is the founder and CEO of Diane Rambo International. She's an autism life and mindset coach, an autism travel expert, and mother of two kiddos, one of whom is autistic. Helping moms is Diane's passion, especially caring for an autistic child. So she helps mom with autistic kiddos develop simple, effective, time-saving strategies to improve communication and improve your relationship in order to boost confidence. I'm all about that to live life abundantly. And her vision is to educate, inspire, and empower moms to overcome their fear of failing as a parent through community, collaboration, patience, and commitment. And just for fun, uh, Diane enjoys wine, pasta, Transformers, and Marvel movies, and the Law and Order series. And you're always going to see Diane smiling. It's too bad my podcast doesn't uh, show video recordings, but uh, your your smile and your laugh are definitely contagious, Diane. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here today. This is going to be a fun episode. We are going to talk all things raising kiddos with autism. And I love, love, love that you say you are here to help moms boost their confidence. So before we get into all the all the, the subject, the topic of the day, I just let us know, how did you get uh, inspired? How did you become inspired to become a coach and consultant for moms with kiddos of autism? Well, I actually have my own personal experience with my son. When he was diagnosed officially at three, that's when I actually, it it hit me that something's going on with my son, but I still was in denial Hmm. Um, because they were diagnosing him as having behavioral issues, but that wasn't the true thing that was really wrong with him. And so when they came back with a diagnosis of autism syndrome, 
that um disorder I was just kind of fabricated I was like no this is not, not my son you know and so I was in denial for two whole years in mm-hmm. denial for two years although we were going through therapy I didn't believe in it because of my own fear of him not really truly having it and so COVID of course kind of took hit it, it kind of took place so of course everything was shut down school was done online and that's when I knew I had to snap out of the denial I had to learn to accept his diagnosis learn to get over my fear of what he couldn't do because there were a lot of things he could do and mm-hmm. I said wow what if I took what he could do and really help him with the things he could not do how would that make an impact on his life going further? Because if I'm no longer here, then how can he coexist in a world where it's already hard as is, but having any type of special needs is even harder. So how can I have him successfully navigate through life after that? So that's really when it really hit me that I had to make my own change internally to be able to help him externally. And, um, Throughout that whole time period, it was almost like we did distance learning, which is online school, but I also was homeschooling and really using what he was really good at, which was numbers, colors, and shapes. Um, it's really four things. I never, ever remember the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I used that to my advantage to get him to eat. My son wasn't verbal. His way of communication was really pulling, tugging, and pointing to everything. And um, I knew he could say some words. He just wasn't comfortable. And so we started with simple word sentences, like one word sentences. Then we added two words. Then we added three. And I was like, okay, you're not going to get your favorite juice unless you use your words. And then you have to stop pulling and tugging and just ask. I said, just take your time. No one's going to get upset. And just really have that patience with him and get down on his level to let him know I'm not overbearing him. I'm not, you know, putting fear into him because I'm taller than him at that time. And literally just get on his level to understand and see me and look into my eyes and say, okay, mommy is paying attention. You have my complete 100% attention. Say Say what you want. And that's exactly what it took. And over time, I got him to overcome his fear of talking. Now he just... He's a blabbermouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he asks, he's only seven now. And so he asks questions. He inquires about everything and he's eating solid foods now. At first he was just junk crackers and, you know, yogurt, which yogurt is not that bad, but how well, much there's a lot of sugar in a lot of the yogurts, right? So yes, <laughs> it's, not as, it's not always as good as we think it is either. So, oh, that's why I say junk. Yeah. Um, really junk food he was eating but now he's eating solid foods now he's asking to taste things and more importantly he's asking to go places and interact with people wow great so he was about three when COVID hit did you say or three or four uh, no he was three when he was first diagnosed this is oh. pre-COVID but okay. when he turned five which is right around when COVID hit that's when I was a complete eye-opener for me. I was like, you know what? I got to get the ball because we couldn't do therapy. We couldn't do anything like that. And we kind of swayed away from therapy. Not to say therapy is bad, but if you're not doing anything at home to kind of push the therapy in the home, it's really not completely a success, If you, in, in my opinion, because right. they can do it in a setting because 
the therapist will have their own relationship with your child, but you have to build your own relationship with your child to not only build the trust, but also build the comfortability that they are okay to letting you know, hey, I, I'm okay to speak or I you know, want to do this today or I'm not in the mood today. I mean, that does happen. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's, that's perfect. I do like that you say that we still have to do the work at home. So you can bring your kiddo to therapy and therapy is great. And you can learn a lot from the therapist, especially if you have a therapist that's willing to show you or allow you to be part of that therapy. So you can, you can learn from them so that you can then model it at home as well. They need to have, I mean, I often say that to parents, I'm here to help parents to help coach you outside of the therapist's office. Not everybody needs therapy. A lot of people benefit greatly from therapy, but here's the deal. It's so much better when we, as the parents know how to support our kids outside of therapy and, or just in general, because like you say, sometimes therapy is not even needed. So how can we do that work at home and ensure that we're, you know, getting, giving our kids what they need? You know, I say too, and I'm going to kind of segue again here. I, I say that our kids crave our leadership. And yes, they can do well and succeed with therapy, but they really want us to know how to help them. Honestly, that's what it is. And when I realized that's what my son craved, because a mother and son relationship is totally different from a daughter and mom relationship. And I noticed that with my daughter, I kind of raised her a little bit different from my son. I worked all the time. So the only time, and at that time I was actually going to, I was a young mom. I was 18 when I had her. And um, I was going to college full time and I was working two jobs. So the only time I really saw my daughter was transporting her from one family member or one sitter to the next. And we probably would eat along the way or maybe have a few minutes eating at a relative's house. That was her way of growing up. And then when she started school, it was a little bit I gave her a little more time to help with homework, but it still was the same. I always had to work. So with my son, I kind of appreciated COVID in a way because it made me realize that he really wanted me. Mm -hmm. And now he's like forever talking to me and asking me questions. And he's like, mom, what is this? And I said, okay, where's your dictionary? And I literally have him go get a dictionary. He's like, okay, mom, this word means so and so and so. And I said, and I simplify it because sometimes the dictionary can be a little wordy. Mm -hmm. And so I really simplify it enough to where he understands it in words that he can relate to. And then sometimes my son's a visual learner. So I have to draw it out for him to really, really comprehend it. And then he's like, oh, wow, mom, I, you, you showed me how to do this. I appreciate you. And now I'm gonna ask you another question, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it just gets them more curious because you're involved with them. So to really understand that that's the bond they want with you, it's almost like you kind of owe it to them because they didn't really ask to be here. And so when you made that commitment to saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be a parent, you know, whether a mom or dad, it's kind of like you owe it to them to give them some type of attention and care so that they can not be fearful to ask you because you are reluctant to answer in the first place, but they look to you to answer any question that they have. They know they have no regrets asking. They know that there's no, um, um, why is the word escaping me right now? (laughs) there's no punishment uh, for asking you, you know, uh, what certain things are, even asking you repetitively. My son does this all the time. He asks me the same question every day, never fails. And guess what? No matter how tired I am of answering that same question, 
I have to give him the answer. And every now and then I kind of sneak switch it up on him. Um, and I'll say, I don't know, you tell me because mom might not know what that is. And then he'll explain it to me. So that's almost a way of uh, testing them to see if they really comprehended what you, the information that you provided them so yeah. that you, you can still have a two-way conversation, even though it's the same question that we have every single day. So you talk about mindset and how having a healthy mindset when caring for a kiddo on the spectrum is crucial now more than ever. How did you shift your mindset? You know, you started parenting young and you were just, I mean, you had to work, you were trying, you were going to school to um, make sure that you just, you know, you could, you could excel in your career and you could do better, you know, for you and your daughter and, but it was busy and you weren't as available. You had to, once your son came along, now he has some different needs, extra needs, uh, isn't maybe neurotypical, right? So he's going to, but how do you, how do you change your mindset, shift that mindset then to be able to have the patience? Well, I kind of owe it to not only my son, but I also owe it to the information that was provided to me to really, truly understand my son. And although if you met one person, as Dr. Stephen Shore said, you meet one person with autism, you've only met one person with autism. That is so true because every individual, whether they're on the spectrum or not, are different. And you want to keep that uniqueness. I think nowadays that they uh, in school, they kind of trying to teach everybody to do a certain thing a certain way. But my son opened my eyes that you can't always do things one way, one-sided. He shows me different ways of how to view things. And when I start looking at it from his perspective, I'm like, wow, I would have never seen it the way that you see it. And I appreciate it a lot more. And I'm like, wow, he's educating me and I'm the mom, you know? And happens all the time. It happens all the time. He's like, mom, you said we're not supposed to do this this long. I was like, you know what? You're right, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and getting the information to truly understand, because I, like I said, when I was in denial, even though information was out there, I wasn't looking for it because I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to accept the fact that my son was able to do certain things because I was so focused on what he couldn't do. And then once I learned that they are unique, they have a gift. I started learning what my son's gift were instead of projecting on him what I wanted him to do. He was like, mom, I'm not an artist. I like art, but I'm not really an artist. I was like, oh, he likes instruments. So he has all these play toys that are all instrumental. Even for Christmas, he's like, mom, can I get a drum set? Can I get a piano? And I was like, well, he likes music. And then, um, you know, once I stopped projecting, I started learning him. He, he likes to read, but he doesn't like reading long novels. So even though he can read above the level that he's at, he's not ready for chapter books. And all the teachers are like, well, he reads so many books in 20 minutes. I said, because he just likes reading the words because he likes when he doesn't understand what the word is, he likes going to get the dictionary to go look it up mm -hmm. and it opens up his vocabulary, but that, and then really just focusing on prayer. Um, I'm not religious. However, I really had to take a step back and, and really talk to a higher being. Cause I really believe there's a higher being and ask, you know, not only for him to show me the way, but to really empower me to helping others go through what I've been going through. Because I can only imagine how many other families or how many other moms are going through denial and how long they've been 
really prolonging the progression, the progression that their child could have made in that time frame. Because mm-hmm. my son has made so much progress in what he can do. They're like, oh my God, your son knows how to get around Las Vegas. Yes, he knows every bus line. He knows the connecting bus. He knows the um, the land uh, marks, if you will. He knows everything. And he doesn't even have to look. He just knows the number of stops, what street we're on. And they said, how can he do that? I said, I can't do it. And I we've been going the same route every single day. And I still can't do it. Mm-hmm. he just <laughs> has that interest and he... he does and you know just embracing that I think really will help open your mind to say oh wow let me put a little more time into my child yeah for sure well how do you make time to to be able to practice you know what you've learned about him and how to communicate with him and his needs and all of that how how do you make sure that you're making the time um, especially if you've got more than one kiddo and you're already short on time. What kinds of things do you do? You definitely have to be intentional. And sometimes you might can even get other kiddos to be involved in the process. It's almost like getting the whole family to do a family function. Um, it's almost like that in practicing what they need. And you don't even have to give them a lot of time. My son, he likes quick, short, simple instructions. He's like, look, I can give you 15 minutes. I might give you 30. You're pushing 45. And If you're, you know, depending on what level your child is at, sometimes you might have to start at just five minutes, one time a day and start increasing it to two times a day, three times a day, but make it a family thing, you know, um, practicing one word sentences or giving simple directions. I taught my son how to tie his shoe at, he was almost six by the time he learned how to tie his shoe, but he didn't know that whole bunny ear thing. Mm -hmm. I had to really dumb it down. and do a he was good at numbers so step one step two step three and literally show it like that and so he was like oh mom and he was reciting it step one is this step two is this step three is this and he got it like after one day so just really implementing small short spurts Mm -hmm. you'll get a lot more out of them and then doing it if you can multiple times a day to make it a routine and get the family involved. Because if you get the family involved, it's like a family function. And they're like, oh my God, my siblings are doing it with me. Okay. I don't feel, you know, like I'm alone in this or, okay. You know, my dad does it, you know, being in a single parent home. Okay. Dad does it in his house. Okay. So it doesn't feel like it's two different places. You know, they, they unified it in, in different areas. So you definitely want to be intentional and spend short spurts of time because they're already not going to give you a lot of time. So just understanding that in itself, you don't really have to beat yourself up. Like, oh, I don't have 30 minutes to do that. They're not going to give you 30 minutes. Yeah, right. You know, five minutes, even two minutes. You know, let's practice this and just do it routinely every day. And then finally, they'll even look forward to it. They'll be like, can we do this? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, right. They get excited about it because they're not you're not pushing the limits on, on the amount of time and trying to keep them to sit still and to focus for, you know, lengths of time that they just can't possibly sit for or be interested that long in. Right. Right. Distracted. I want to talk. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, exactly. I want to talk about your workshop that you have coming up. And um, so it's called autism, the masterclass. So can you just kind of, that's coming up on November 14th. So we're going to have a link for people to get in touch with you to register for this masterclass. But can you give us sort of the breakdown? Because this is a full, this isn't just like, oh, we're going to watch an an hour video or come on 
for an hour uh, meeting and learn about this. This is really an extensive masterclass. So why don't you give us all the ins and outs of what parents are going to learn? Yes. Yeah, so I use autism as the acronym because each day you're going to learn how to really navigate through autism. And so we're going to talk about adaptation to the actual diagnosis. So we're going to get information on exactly what is autism because I've met even moms now. They was like, oh, my daughter was diagnosed at two and now they're like four and I, I still don't know about it. And it, it's just really just getting into the mind frame of starting to understand your child. So we're really going to go through the process. We're going to work on your mindset. We're going to work in a Well, work- let's go through... Let's go through all of them. So the, the autism is an acronym for the ma- master class. So the A stands for adaptation. Yes. The A is the adaptation. And um, literally, again, we're going to get into the definitions of everything. We're going to find out exactly what um, what to expect on a diagnosis and how to really just come to coping with what autism is. Adapting really- to the diagnosis. Yeah. And yeah, what that means for your kiddo. Because like you said, not all that there's no two kids there are no two autistic kiddos alike or kid there are no two kids with autism that are alike exactly so you definitely want to have an understanding of what it is so you know how to actually be able to talk with them so you just slipped you just slipped that you in there so the you is understanding exactly understanding your child understanding what sets them off but more so understanding yourself you have to understand your triggers. You have to understand your child's triggers because guess what? We all feed off of energy. And whether you believe it or not, energy plays a big factor. I, I walk around with energy all the time and people just come and tell me their life stories. People I've never met. And they're like, why are you talking to so many people? I said, I don't know. I must have it written on my forehead or something. But they, it's an energy that you give off. So if you're in a bad mood, guess what? Your child's going to be in a bad mood. So really just understanding your child, the child's triggers, how to navigate through meltdowns and tantrums because they're totally different. Um, and sometimes my son does both, which I don't like when he does both at once because that's usually the harder one to kind of snap out of. Mm-hmm. And um you still have to have an understanding about yourself on making sure you don't go to the edge with them mm-hmm. and helping them navigate through that. So we're going to go through understanding. The T is going to be about time and patience because you must devote some time for them to get better and really have the patience to really navigate through what works for them. Because that's all ultimately what you're doing. It's almost like a puzzle, uh, a chess game. You have to figure out what makes them move. And uh, what you think will probably be totally opposite of what they actually want. Yeah. So you have to really take the time, take, take some patience or have some patience. And I had to develop it as I got older because my kids are like big and gap. And so um, I had to develop that. And then implementing strategies based on not only understanding your child, adapting to the autism diagnosis and developing that time and patience, but implementing simple strategies based on their strengths. So the S is strengths. You want to use their strengths to overcome whatever weaknesses they may have. So my son, he didn't want to eat food at first. So I used numbers, colors, and shapes. Even the daycare was like, oh, you're cutting his sandwiches in letters because he's eating it. (laughs) That's the only way he's going to eat it. Or I'm cutting it into animal shapes or uh, uh, shape shapes. So squares and rectangles and triangles. I was not good at octagons, but (laughs) 
He knew what it was. <laughs> I love it. He was like, good effort, mom. Yes. And, and actually he would be like, good job, mom. You know, he, he was like, but you're missing. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try next time. Yeah. <laughs> and then M is going to be the most important because we're going to focus on mindset. So you're really going to develop a way on how to have a more positive mindset instead of the negative, because we're all born as positive beings. We are just affected by our environment and other people. And we're so focused on what they think versus what's best for me and my family, what's best for my child, what's best for my sanity, my mindset. So we can focus on, you know, whatever floats your boat to make you put you in a positive mindset. I do um, uh, Bible readings every night, you know, through an app and it is not the traditional way. So it's almost like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's about someone else's experience, but it's also based on a scripture. So it's like you, you're you getting a lesson in a lesson, if you will. So that helps clear my mind because I, ha- I get better sleep, believe it or not, because you do have to have sleep. And just knowing how to keep yourself calm because you want to talk to your child in a more calmer environment. You get more results, believe it or not. Um, and when I learned that, I was like, oh, wow, if I talk to him in a different way, he responds in a positive way to where it happens quickly on changing what he wants to do. So we're going to focus on mindset. And then we're going to have Q&A on not only the content, but I will also introduce the actual way on how you can work with me further on how to really get through autism. And then we're going to go into bonuses. So I love the bonus because the reason why I um, really think I was successful is travel. So we're going to navigate through traveling and how that not only enhances their and expands their minds and their knowledge, but it also provides a way for them to want to be social in in their way. It's, It's not like you have to force them to do it in what we expect to be social, but it's them to be able to getting accepting to changes you know, changing in their environment, changes in foods, changes in culture, because there are cultural differences, and then really building up life skills, because believe it or not, we don't want to really acknowledge this up front, but we are not going to be here forever with our kiddos. And so how can we make sure that they have the necessary life skills to at least to be able to take care of themselves or can function with help as well, but still be somewhat co-independent, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really crucial because again, my son knows how to get around Las Vegas all through experience. And if something was to happen to where he's not um, at liberty to have a car himself or can't drive himself, he knows how to use public transportation, whether it's Uber, whether it's a cab, whether it's a bus, and know that these people are not going to take me to the wrong place because I know where I'm going. Yeah. That's so cool. Crucial now. That is so cool. I just really love your acronym. uh, The autism and because after you just got done describing what each of the letters in the acronym autism stand for, and you said to help you get through autism. And I just, I mean, that, that is, that is just so cool, Diane. I love what you've done with this. I love this program. It's a good introduction to you and how people, you know, how you, your experience and how you help coach parents through autism and, and find their, their niche or their way of doing things with their, in their own 
like their personal way of helping their kiddos in their own home, in their regular day-to-day life, not just because of what somebody else has done, but you're really helping them discover um, what this looks like for them in their home with their particular kiddo. Yes. Definitely. And we are going to work. So you're not just going to hear me talk. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a seven day. Yes, it's, it's like a seven day. It's a free masterclass. But technically, when you add Q&A in the bonus, it's like nine days. Okay. And so um, so you how get, long are each of the sessions then an hour and a half. So okay. we get an hour and a half and I'm purposely doing it when the kiddos hopefully I'm uh, accommodating East Coast as well. Um, when the kiddos are in school so that you can be able to devote your full attention live. So if anything comes up, you want to have a question. Yes, you'll have access to the recording, but doing it live, you just get so much, much more benefit out of it. Because then if you think of something that you might not have thought of during the recording or you're on the recording, and you don't write down your question, which is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tend to forget. And you're like, dang, I had all these questions. And with, that's why we have Q&A. But you, if you can get it right then and there while it's on your mind, that's usually the best because then maybe that's something that can help you that day, you yeah, know, right. and sometimes it can be a, a life-changing experience, you know, or a game changer. And it's like, wow, I really did this. And it like changed everything because life happens so fast, believe it or not. And they are like way I, I call them like a seven cents type of, yeah. you know, because it's like they see so far in the future more than we do. And so it's like they foresee stuff happening in, in their own way. I don't know how they do it, but um, it was like, okay, they're telling us the future of what they want to experience mm-hmm. or how they want to be treated. We just need to find out how we can listen in versus projecting what everyone else is saying. Yeah. Throw all your traditional parenting skills kind of out the window, right? Because oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's not, this isn't behavior mod. We're getting rid of that because that's not going to work with your kiddo who's, who's on the spectrum. No, uh, yeah. You need to learn them and then life will go so much easier. So if you're beating your head up against the wall right now, parents, and you're thinking, why is my child not behaving? Why won't they just listen? And they're on the spectrum or you're even thinking that they might be, um, and you're in a little bit of denial about that. Uh, it'd be a great masterclass to to check out with Diane and and uh, I'm guessing that they'd learn a lot uh, even if they were just suspecting that maybe their kiddo was on the spectrum. Exactly, because I actually helped a mom. I met her the first day school started, and she suspected her kid was on the spectrum, um, but she only knew that he was ADHD, which is also on the spectrum. But I said no, I think he has slight autism. And it really showed one day when I actually volunteered and I said, you know what, I'll help you take him to school while you take the little one. She has a four-year-old that had, was going to a different school. I said, I don't mind watching your kiddo make sure that he gets to school safely and things like that. And he was stemming. And I said, he has the ways he might not be on the, you know, the one end, he might be on the other end, but however, I I knew that just not only by talking to him, but really just paying attention to his mannerisms. And mm-hmm. I, I told her, I said, you need to get an official diagnosis. She finally did. And they don't know exactly if he's on autistic just yet. But I told her, I said, you need to go back and ask them more questions because they're missing something that I saw. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he didn't demonstrate it at that time, but now I'm telling you, he is demonstrating it. 
So maybe mm-hmm. you need to take it back to them and say, okay, can we have this evaluated? Um, so just really learning what to kind of look for and how to pay attention. Cause she didn't know how to pay attention to him in that way. I said, you really have to, you know, in, in a way, not overbearing to where he's like, oh mom, this is like weird. <laughs> kind yeah. Of right. <laughs> Cause even my son will tell me sometimes, mom, you're not supposed to be looking like, that. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm just admiring, you know, <laughs> trying to play it off. Um, but just paying attention to the, some of their actions will help really confirm what you probably had in your gut. Yeah. All along. Yeah. This will be a good time to put a little plug in for Kristen Weisdag. She uh, is at behavior works, behaviorworks.com and it's W O R X.com. She was on the podcast uh, several episodes ago. I'd have to look up which number uh, podcast was, but Kristen Weisdag introduced uh, you and I to each other. And Kristen's behavior works program really helps identify is it autism and and what type? What level? Because that's what I hear most parents talk about is the level, what level yeah. they're on. I didn't get a level diagnosis. I just know he's on the spectrum. They didn't tell me like what number and all that. Yeah, and right. Honestly, I don't really care on the number. Right. I just care about him and his well-being. How can I positively impact that to where he can have a, a beneficial and abundant life, whatever abundance you want to create for them or they want to create for themselves? Because technically- Like I said, we're not going to be here all the time. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, unfortunately perish away. That's just life. And they're going to continue on. So you just want to make sure that you give them enough to say, okay, you can make your own decision. You don't have to have somebody else telling you because that's what they do as kids, right? You know, they 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 can communicate better with others then too that need to step in or even just when they're in other uh, situations or circumstances, when they're at school, when they're with friends, when you know, they're in different environments that they're able to communicate um, their needs and their and their wants and that kind of thing. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. I love that you're doing this masterclass, Autism, the masterclass, and Autism's the acronym. So parents, make sure you check out her links in the show notes. You are on a number of social media sites. I know your website is under construction, but you're on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Like, tell us about the best ways to reach out to you? Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are all the same. Autism Life Coach Diane Rambo. And then uh, my uh, TikTok is autism underscore travel. Real simple to find. You'll find my videos on there as well. I love the the travel stuff because a lot of parents with kiddos on the spectrum, they kind of get nervous about traveling with their kids and it's kind of a scary thing. And and uh, you've got answers for that. You've got tips and, and tools and pointers and things that parents can do so that travel is not so scary. No, not at all. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. It was my pleasure, Diane. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And make sure you head over to the show notes, click on the links to get in contact with Diane and learn more about how she can help you. And check out her autism travel community. Such fun, great ideas, great tips for how to navigate travel with your kids. Thank you for tuning in to the No Problem Parenting Podcast. Join Jackie next time for more tips, tools, and resources that will help you become the confident leader your kids crave you to be. Who do you know that we could support on their parenting journey? Like this podcast, subscribe, share, or leave a review of the show. Your support of the No Problem Parenting Podcast pays it forward and helps us help more families.